On today's episode of The Happenings, Ashley and I will be discussing the Sundance award-winning documentary, Matangi Maya M.I.A., a startlingly personal profile of the critically acclaimed artist M.I.A., the film chronicles her remarkable journey from refugee immigrant to pop star. You want to try it again? Yeah. Okay. Ready? (laughs) Hello. I fly like people get high like planes. If you catch me at the border, I got visas in my name. If you come around here, I'll make a more day. I get one down in a second if you wait. I fly like people get high like planes. If you catch me at the border, I got visas in my name. If you come around here. Welcome to The Happenings, or as Caroline sometimes like to say, The Hoppening. <laughs> Meaning that what I said? You said The Hoppenings. The yeah, hop-a-nings. I was like, hip hop, hippity hop. We are talking about hip hop today. We are. Wow, what a, look at that seamless segue we just yes, had. That was not planned, guys. <laughs> so, yesterday, Caroline and I and a few other friends went to go see... Uh, MIA's new documentary. Uh, we went to the AFI Silver Spring Theater. Yes. Um, which neither of us had ever been to before. No, but AFI is a super well-respected film institution. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I was, I, I've told you this before, but um, when I was looking up tickets, I almost bought tickets for the LA AFI. Oh, yes. Um, so jet setting off to LA. Here that we go. That would have been an expensive <laughs> film. But yeah, this documentary, highly recommend. Everyone should watch it for multiple reasons. It's what? called Matangi Maya MIA. Correct. Matangi? I think should so. I, say that right? I think so. Matangi. Okay. Yeah. Which is her Sri Lankan name. Mm-hmm. Maya, her British name? Yeah. Her English name. Li- yeah, English. Um, and then, of course, MIA, her... How we all know persona. her. Persona. Her stage name. Yes. Um, so, yeah. I, I, like, I have so many feelings. I remember I went home yesterday, and I was, like, kind of wired, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to eat a late dinner, which consisted of some strawberries, <laughs> because I was tired and didn't want to cook. Because you ate a lot of popcorn. I also ate a lot of popcorn. That is my Achilles heel. You're right. But, (laughs) um, yeah, and then I went into my room and I just like, I was like, okay, you know, 1030, winding down. I'm going to try to meditate a little, which hopefully will make me fall asleep. I read my book for a little bit. It's like 11, 1130. Yo, I just laid in bed until 2 a.m. thinking about this movie. Like, damn. Just wired. And so many feelings and so many thoughts, which anyone who knows me knows that's not necessarily too out of character. But, <laughs> I mean, it well, was so can fascinating. Can I ask you an initial question? Yes, yes, that. yes. This is something what I wanted I to ask no? you regardless. <laughs> I'd say we're reporting a co- report. <laughs> Hopping. Recording. <laughs> recording. I can speak. We're mm-hmm. recording a podcast. You should be prepared for some questions. But mainly just like big picture biggest takeaway from this movie I don't know a lot about her um I am going to default to you on the more technical film critiquing elements because I think you're much better at that than I am but just on a totally personal level I think it might have been the first time I saw like a young South Asian brown woman as the center of a documentary, and then on top of that, a South Asian woman that's in the creative field that has an entire movie about her and is using her platform to talk about things and through the documentary, just being totally honest about the hardships that come with that. 
Um, so aside from all that, what the documentary was about, I just remember sitting there thinking like, wow, she looks like me. Like, yeah. that's really badass. Like, I don't know if I've ever had such a visceral reaction. Um, and you know, like Mindy Kaling, Priyanka Chopra, like all these other Indian, and I, I hesitate saying Indian because uh, MIA is Sri Lankan when, and they're different, but um, just like a brown South Asian woman, you just don't see it a lot and you don't yeah. see it in documentary form and you don't see musicians in this field like she is the only one I mean she's still a unique sound that I don't think anybody has been able to replicate right since her yeah yeah not that she's gone no although she hasn't done anything in a couple years two or three years yeah yeah and it kind of seemed like most of her energy had been focused towards this documentary although most of the film or I felt like a lot of the actual footage came mm-hmm. from decade if not more ago yeah. were you impressed by how much footage she had yes i was so taken aback i was like it's like she knew when she was or someone who was recording her when she was five knew that this was gonna happen one day so a little background to anybody who hasn't seen the film first off m.i.a sri lankan tamil mm-hmm. um father started or founded the resistance is that what they yeah the it's like the tamil sri lankans against the government was basically it's a civil war that's been happening for years and funny enough i was talking to my my precious 84 year old grandmother who doesn't speak a word of english but said she would listen to our podcast i was like you're a freaking godsend you're great Um, but I was telling her about it and she was like, oh yeah, like that's been going on forever. And I was like, oh, do you know much about it? And she was like, it's been going on for so long and there's ups and downs, but it's really atrocious and it's scary, but like you don't hear about it because it's been going on for so long. And frankly, it's just not something that's going to be in the mainstream media. So, yeah. Um, anyway, I I wonder that. (laughs) No, but like, I always wonder that about. Um, Rohingya. There are certain ethnic groups that have mm-hmm. been, I don't want to use the word genocide, but like, but it is genocide. killed yeah. and horrible things and, happen to them. Yeah. yeah. Rohingya, and I might be saying that wrong, um, Yazidis, like mm-hmm. these different mm-hmm. ethnic groups that I have read about in the media. But I'm wondering, like, why are they in the media? Whereas, like, I'd never really heard of the yeah. Sri Lankan Tam- Tamil. Tamil. Mm-hmm. Tamil. Tamil. <laughs> and I felt like in the movie she was saying. She has Tam- such an interesting accent. And she knows it, too. That's the best part. But she, I, like, I feel like she acknowledges it multiple times. <laughs> kind of hated that scene. Okay, so going back to the movie. Yes, okay, so her father. (laughs) Yes, so her father founded this movement, this resistance. Sure. Mm -hmm. She left with her siblings and her mother when she was 10-ish. Yeah. Um, Went to London, Mm -hmm. uh, was a refugee in London. Went to school there. Lived her life, became essentially a Brit. Yeah. I mean, British accent. Um, super connected to her culture in the sense that it was all these other refugees around her, but not like directly connected to where she came from. Went back to Sri Lanka when she was 21. Yes. Yes. Lived with her family for two months, um, became super connected again, then felt or became a pop star. Yeah. And then started to use the platform of her having a voice to raise awareness about what was happening in Sri Lanka and was incredibly um, put down, ostracized, yeah. criticized Not for talking taken about seriously. it. Was it. Wasn't that what she was saying over and over? Like, I just wasn't taken seriously. Like, no one will listen to me or they'll say they're listening, but they'll cut it out and... Um, it's like every section of her life that she showed through the documentary 
there was clearly like an action she was taking, but there was just so many layers within each action. Like, for example, um, when she was going back, when she was 21, she hadn't been home in a long time. Like there was a reason they left. Um, the father, her father was out of the picture. She had always been obsessed with documenting and like had always wanted to create a film and a documentary. Um, but this like burning sense of identity and like where you come from and what that means and family and just, it, it, I think, I mean, and I've read a lot about this and I think to an extent it happened to me too, where it was like in my early twenties, I started thinking like, I am Indian in so many ways, but I have never been, I've kind of segmented out my life to like be in these situations, like, I don't know how to, how to make sense of this, but it's like at home I'm Indian at school. And when I played soccer, like I'm American or like when I'm with Indian friends, I'm like some hybrid of American Indian. And like, it's just, it's so fascinating. So like when she was talking about like, yeah, I really wanted to go home and just see what was going on there. I was just like, mad respect girl. Like, yes, go back, see it. And especially she, she hadn't been in like a decade or more than a decade yeah, or something like that. Um, but yeah, it was just, you gave a great synopsis, by the way, of the movie. I don't think I could have done it, so I was like, I'm going to let Caroline run with this. I just, no. I think there's just some background of, like, yeah, we were talking about referencing different things. Yeah. Um, like, I think something that really stuck with me, I do vaguely, we both talked about how we didn't know a ton about her history. Mm-hmm. I think I knew... Probably the most out of all of us. I Definitely. was obsessed with her in high school and knew she'd been pregnant. Wait, saw wait, her wait. after she was pregnant. Caroline, tell everyone how many dances you did to her songs. <laughs> oh, I don't have an exact number. <laughs> As we stare at her videos from her high school dance yes, video. I am dance going times. to watch them to bring me back. <laughs> I, yeah, I danced to a number of her songs. Which is awesome. I mean, you definitely know more. Than I, I loved her music. Yeah. Kala, her second album, I knew every word to almost every song. That's awesome. I, she, yeah. I mean, I didn't even know until we had decided we were going to go see this movie and talk about it. I didn't even know what Paper Planes was about, which. That I actually don't, I think I'd heard it, but I don't think it really stuck with yeah. me or meant anything to me. Which. But. Everyone, I think this, I mean, people should know this. Paper Planes is basically, and she talks a little bit about this in the documentary, but it's basically like a spoof or a riff on the Western stereotype that's given to immigrants that all they want to do is come in and take your money. So (laughs) just a knowledge bomb there for everyone. But um, (laughs) (laughs) cultural mainstay yeah yeah a song yeah i mean like i remember jamming to that like what in high school oh yeah this is the the oh my god this is what bothers me is i have some songs in life that i hate Mm -hmm. just i hate and i think it was 2001 i don't even know if that's right it was sometime in the early 2000s the number one song of whatever year it was was yeah by Usher where literally the lyrics are yeah 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 is it yeah yeah (laughs) and it's like yeah (laughs) oh my gosh right and I'm sorry but I don't think M.I.A. is a fabulous singer it's not like her vocals are I mean she's not Mariah Carey or like she's not Amy Winehouse well first off she's probably more classified as a rapper than a singer true 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 but she has messages and her lyrics mean something and they're catchy, unique tunes, but like she was saying something with her music.
say when I'm with them We solid and we don't need to kick them This is no South East and Western Yeah, guns close doors to the system Yeah, fuck them when we say when I'm with them We solid and we don't need to kick them This is no South East and Western You know, one thing that I found super interesting And I wanted to ask you about this Did you ever get the sense that she had any nerves performing anywhere it was almost kind of just like she just went up there and did her thing and i don't know if it was a part of the documentary and like not having enough time to kind of like there's other things she needs to talk about besides like ooh, i'm scared for coachella but um she was just so unabashedly like oh she's so confident she's so confident as a human yeah and, and not only as a human but also like in her music, in her message, in her voice. And like, there was just not in the, just it words, um, important when you do this kind of thing. Um, there was not one ounce of hesitation that I noticed, which I, I don't know. Usually when you see like an overnight star like that, yeah, I feel like there's always some sort of reference to like, Oh my God, there were thousands of people saying my name, but she was just like, Fuck yeah, like, I'm gonna do this. <laughs> Which, I don't know if you picked up on that or not, but I was uh, like... I literally, the, like, top line of my notes is, I wish I had her confidence. Yeah, and speaking of confidence, I, in my 2 a.m. overnight, eyes open <laughs> situation, I screenshotted the picture of her flicking off the camera at the Super Bowl and saved it as my background because... Hashtag fierce. (laughs) And I want to feel like that. And if anyone has any questions about it, they can ask me. I don't know. It's just, it's inspiring. It's so cool. I think she did have moments where I think people's criticisms of her, like the things they said, I don't know if it was hurt that she was experiencing because she never really seemed to let it affect her view of herself. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. It was more just shock yeah like why won't people believe like or, what do I ha- why would I lie about this or yeah. why would I sugarcoat this or she never really let it tear her down or make her question mm-hmm. herself like I felt like she was still very sure of herself it's yeah almost, I mean she talked a lot about how like music was her medicine and like it was just how she dealt with things and I remember there was one line in it where she talked about how it's just you become so desperate that you just do whatever you can to get out there and feel better and whatever. Um, I don't know what my equivalent is. Obviously not a singer. Like, I know <laughs> no, that. no. I heard no. you sing a little earlier. Yeah. I think yeah. you got it. Yeah, man. <laughs> I don't know what mine is either. I mean, if we all knew, wouldn't we just do that all the time? If money wasn't a problem. Yeah. I keep saying yeah now. Paying homage to Usher, circa <laughs> 2001. Um, Dang. The only thing that I did, I did have another question for you. Yeah. This might no, be a different it. answer for you than me because you talked about how she looked like you. And it was one of the, you know, that really resonated with you because it's not a common thing in Mm-mm. media. And Well, quick caveat before you ask that question. The next question It's not common, and I didn't realize how uncommon it was. Like, I've always known, but I've never quite, like, put feeling and knowledge together. Like, you know, like, you know something versus you believing something. Like, it was kind of two disparate thoughts. Like, I knew, like, I know we've been talking about this, and, like, it's a discussion in Hollywood, and, like, it's the entertainment industry, the arts industry, just, like, our day-to-day lives, like, when we do, when I, you know when I go to museums or when we see visual arts things, like, whatever. But for some reason, it was, like, on the movie screen. Like, it it really had never occurred to me. Like, honest to God, it had never occurred to me until... You saw it. Until I saw it. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, this isn't, like, watching Mindy Project in my living room. Or (laughs) this isn't, like, you know, even, like, Mindy on Ocean's 8. Like, that was great. But what, like three non-white women in the cast? Aquafina. Aquafina, Rihanna, Mindy. 
And also just like, kind of like what we were saying before, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse now, but a South Asian female rapper that's internationally acclaimed, like, you don't see that. So that was just really fucking cool. Sorry. Yeah. No, you can't. <laughs> you guys yeah. can't see, but I'm nodding my head very <laughs> vigorously. Yes. yes. Um, what was your question? You ready for it? Uh, no, it, it really is journey. not that profound. But um, do <laughs> you find her relatable? <sighs> Ooh. In some ways. Do you want me to expand on that? <laughs> um, yes. I don't know if relate is the right word. I want, I, she's like one of the people that I now feel like I would want to aspire to be like, right? Just Dude, like, that's the exact word I was thinking. Really? Yes. Okay. For you or for me? For, for me. <laughs> right. And it's, and it's less about like her skin and what she's doing and all that, but just like the fearlessness and the sort of like, screw everyone, I'm gonna say what I wanna say, and like, shame on you if you misconstrue my words and my message. Um, well, that's what I didn't, I don't think I found her relatable. Like, mm-hmm. I am not, we are very different personalities. We've had very different experiences yeah. in life. We channel our energies in very different ways. Right. And, um, yeah, I just I I think I struggled to f- find any identity in her or like mm-hmm. similarities in her. Yeah. But I aspire to live my life in the way that she lived hers. Yeah. She just did not she did not give a shit not in the way that she was she's not apathetic to things yeah, and like she's she not definitely insensitive. has things that she yeah. cares about like mm-hmm. strongly, but she didn't let other people affect the way she lived her life. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like, cause I think for me, it's more, it's a little more than aspire. And I think it's maybe be, like, I, I feel more strongly about it than like people I aspire to be like, I mean, cause I think there's a lot of people I aspire to be like or respect or admire and whatever. I mean, I think there were certain points in the video, uh, video, the documentary, uh, that I was like, Oh, like I felt that way before. Um, like when she was going back to Sri Lanka when she was 21, like I remember I was in a really bad car accident in India. I used to go every three years and then one of the the last time I had gone, I went back after a decade, and it was just so interesting talking to people. And a lot of the girls my age were like talking about getting married, and I'm like, I'm just trying to like pay my rent in Arlington. Like I don't, <laughs> there's, I'm not even thinking like that right now. Um, so there were moments like that, and then one of the other things that I was thinking about was how she went. There was this one part in the documentary where she was talking to her grandmother. And her grandmother doesn't have an eye um, or lost an eye. And she was talking about how it was the product of just the, the war and being her car being bombed because they confused her for uh, uh, as part of the resistance. Um, so her grandmother lost an eye. And there was this one time, God, it must have been like two years ago now, but I was talking to my grandmother and she... Like, all of her, she has four kids, all of them are successful, they all, like, have great spouses, like, all the grandkids are healthy, like, we all are doing our own thing, and she, I don't know what we were talking about one day, she just started, like, she was so happy for all of us, and we were talking about just, like, how far we had all come, she was like, Ashley, like, I've seen some stuff, like, I grew up so poor, and just, she just started crying and she was like I it's it breaks my like she's like I can't even talk about like what I've seen and she's just like I pray every day that some of those girls that I was with and some of the families I was around made it out of those situations and like there's a part of me that sits here now and I'm like what if I did something what if I I mean I don't have as big of a platform obviously as MIA but like 
what if I did something to help those communities and like those those areas and things? And so it's it's just like you know she heard all these stories. She luckily got out. Yeah, but she knows these are real things and she's doing something about it. So that's like where the aspiration part comes in. But I think a lot of immigrants in this country are immigrants for a reason, right? Because they dreamt left of something. something. Yeah, they left something. They dreamt of something better, wanted something better for their kids, their families. And so it's kind of like, should I mean, I don't know. Easier said than done, but I sometimes feel like the long-winded answer is that sometimes I feel like I should be doing more for those communities that I was fortunate enough to not have to suffer through. Um, I have had moments like that recently, too. Yeah, where interesting. Like, okay. Um, I mean, I am half Mexican, but, like, pretty far removed. What am I, third generation? Okay. Um, but I recently went to, I told you about this art installation, mm-hmm, Carne mm-hmm. Arena by um, Alejandro Inaratu, the famous director who directed Gravity and won an Oscar for that. Um, but he did this VR experience where it's you, you're essentially crossing the border with this group of immigrants. Um the VR experience was incredibly cool and really hard to watch and kind of terrifying. And I, oh my God, I would love to be, when you're in the room, there are two, two people in there. At the time I went, it was two girls and they're responsible for making sure you basically don't walk into walls. Uh-huh. Right. Cause you like have yeah. no idea. Yeah, yeah. Where you're going. <laughs> <It's> like, <"Hello." laughs> um, but I would just love to see how each person reacted. Oh my God, I'm going on such a tangent. No, I mean, I think, I mean, this is important. I mean, that's the thing. That was the part of this documentary, right? Like it was, it just brought up so many things. Yeah. So anyway, keep going. So you wanted to talk to everyone so, to get their well, reactions. No. So <laughs> I just found, I would love to see people's reactions. Like I was a bystander. Like I felt like I stood the there and basically watched the things that were happening around me, but wasn't necessarily participating. Whereas I imagine some people were like a little more curious and walked mm. through the scene and is there a reason why you I literally moved out of people's way as if I was really? in their way. Yeah. Like I, I it's like I was scared that if they were in the same space that I like theoretically was in the VR, that if something happened to them, like they were shot by the Border Patrol or like yeah. taken down by the Border Patrol that like I would feel that experience because I was in the same space that they were wow. in. So I like removed myself and pulled myself far enough away that I was watching it, but almost in a way that like I wasn't so far that I still felt like I wasn't alone because there were these yeah. quote unquote people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. around me. Because I heard that some people would wander off into the desert and like go explore the desert where hmm. nobody else was, but you could wander off into. And then I've heard other people who would literally like walk through the people as, you know, things were happening and just like explore all of the areas. And wow. Whoa. Anyways, I need to go to this. <laughs> it's so cool. And I would totally go back because I want to have these different experiences. Actually go in and yeah. try and go through. Yeah. yeah. And like see what all, cause I mean, every single decision is made by the artist Mm-hmm. And he made conscious decisions to make these spaces. And so I'd want to experience more than I had Yeah, in that time that I went. But my whole point being, I'm half Mexican. I've never really identified as Mexican, mm-hmm. right? Or mm-hmm. Spanish or Hispanic. Like, I lived a pretty privileged white life. Um, but I'm reading these stories about these people crossing the border and I'm like, I mean, those are essentially my, my people. Or your like, peeps. Your yeah. Peeps. <laughs> I mean, my, my great grandparents came over on work visas. So it was like a very different yeah, experience. Different, yeah, totally. But anyways, I had a moment too where I'm like, I'm not as far. Rem- I am incredibly far removed from these experiences, right. but also like. It could have easily been my dad or yeah, yeah. my grandma. You know, they 
Or maybe like they know someone who knows someone and you're really not as far removed as, I mean, it's so interesting for me. Like I've always thought about the arts as a way to like sympathize and empathize back to the sympathy, empathy conversation. Oh Lord, we're never getting past it. But, um, I've always thought of it as a way to get and gain perspective um, and learn and be curious, but kind of be removed at the same time. Like it for well, me, I think people feel really uncomfortable talking about these things right. directly. Yeah. Oftentimes it's like you, you move to like different forms of art because you can't find the words. So it, I mean, and I, I mean, I think this documentary is also just like a great example of, showing one person's journey with all these questions and and really just difficult conversations um and just and just allowing the viewer to kind of take it all in and sit quietly and just listen right like you can't talk during a movie so (laughs) you just listen and you take it all in and it's just kind of I mean, I was talking to um, one of the girls that came with us, Clarissa. Shout out to Clarissa. Um, I was talking to her and she came home after work and she was like, you know, like I still haven't had a chance to sit and think about it. Like I want to sit and reflect. I just haven't given enough time, which I think is a testament to just the gravity of the documentary and just the topics that are covered. But uh, we were talking about how we would totally want to sit, talk, think, whatever, and rewatch it. And she was almost, she was saying, (laughs) she was saying she wished she had like a notebook out and was taking notes throughout the movie because it's just, there's just, it's just, it was, it was fascinating. I don't know. Um, One thing I think I was also really struck by with her was you were talking about like, having these asking these tough questions and Mm -hmm. like finding the words and um at one point in the film and in her life like it's Mm -hmm. not just a film um her dad leaves Sri Lanka and comes to England and they had not seen him in over a decade and she talks about how even when he was around and they were living in the same country she had what two memories of him yeah. Like very few memories um with him involved and mm-hmm. she was not scared to ask him yeah really tough questions about why he started this and like how just it's almost like her siblings were kind of dismissive of her of their dad and they were like why is he here? He didn't even try. Like he doesn't belong yeah. here. He's not part of our family. And she was kind of just like Wait, but I I want to know. Like, I want to understand. Like, I don't get it. So talk to me about it. Um, where did they... Their mother struck me because she was a very calm yeah. presence who did not speak much, did not react. Like, they would be doing these... The siblings would be, like, dancing around and yeah. acting a fool and, like, being ridiculous. Yeah. And she would just kind of you know, be there and Mm -hmm. be present, but not really engage in a certain way. Like, yeah. um, So I just like, where did all of those kids, because they all had very strong personalities and opinions. And well, that always, that question always makes me wonder, like, for example, with my family, right? My mom, fun fact, was a low key side hustling fashion designer. Uh, all through grade school and into college and then before she married my father she just like on the side would create these pieces um and the designers would put them up in the window and she she would just be like yeah that's my design hasn't done it since she'll do it every time she kind of goes back to India she'll dabble if she has time but she won't really like embrace it whereas for me, like, I have time. I grew up fine, very middle class. And, you know, my parents have done fine for themselves. And parents food, have done great for themselves. They have done great for them. They've worked their asses off. but uh, And I've seen it. And it's like, I didn't, you know, go on a vacation until I was in 
middle school aside from India. So it was like late middle school with that. Um, but anyway, besides the point, it's, it's so interesting because it's like I for sure got the creative streak in the family. My brother did not. <laughs> and I just, it's like today you would look at my mom and you would never guess that she did this stuff in India. And I wonder if it's kind of, if it's like a cultural thing. Dude, um, I also just realized that, God, I keep saying dude. Just dude, girl. Uh, hip, hip. It's the second it's time fine. I said dude. I think it's my, <laughs> like, oh my gosh. It's like, this oh just happened. <laughs> um, my mother also studied art or fashion hmm. design. They'd be friends. <laughs> yeah, but she hasn't done it since, really. And I just, I wonder if motherhood just does that. I mean, I haven't, obviously, I don't know. But <laughs> it's like, surprise, got a child on the side. Um, no, jokes aside. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wonder if it's just like, you know, we were, part of it's like genetic, but part of it's just like we were allowed to run rampant and, and explore that side of us. Yeah. And I wonder how much I'll do these kinds of things once I have kids and have settle down. Side note, hilarious note. Can we talk about Diplo for a second? <laughs> oh, yes. I'm sure the listeners are like, and that came out of that. What does Diplo have to Diplo. do with anything? Let us tell you about our main man, Diplo. Who is from Tupelo, Mississippi. Who knew that? <laughs> um, they had a thing. Like and a for big a while. thing. Yeah. Did you read about uh, read up on this no, or know about this? Or? Not, no. No, but I did also listen to, okay, so, you know, I said that nobody has recreated the MIA sound. About the same time, like, Santa Gold was mm. not nearly as big as MIA, but I kind of bucketed that, like, listened I to them Santa together. Gold. Yeah, yeah. And it's around they, the same time. Yeah. You and know. I, like, feel like they were both pretty, like, out there rappers. Yeah. Interesting sound. Really powerful performers in the sense that they were just, don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let their freak flags fly. Um, but I was listening to a lot of Santa Gold and Diplo was on some of the really? tracks. Yeah. Huh. Oh, Diplo. Don't think they necessarily dated. But <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. Cannot confirm nor deny. But yeah, Diplo and MIA were together for a while. Mind you, this hit me, I think, a little later in the documentary. And I was like, dang. They both go by first names. <laughs> but they're not... Or not, is they're Diplo, actually... It's Diplo's not his, not his name. No, no, no. But they both are big enough where it's like, that's what you... They have a name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what would your name be? Your rapper slash DJ name. This is a lot of pressure because I've never thought about this and I have no idea what I would say for myself. I think Badash. Badash. <laughs> That's my Twitter name. <laughs> but Dude. with like multiple letters everywhere. Badass. Badass. <laughs> Just kidding. I can't be badass. <laughs> I don't know. Bad Shaw. Asha Shaw. Anyone who knows about Asha Shaw, please don't ever bring it up. But. <laughs> with your parents? You know the Asha Shaw Oh, I do. Story. Yeah. Asha was going to be her first name. Thank God it's Asha. So she would have been Asha Shaw. <laughs> don't find me, people. <laughs> I bet you there are some Asha Shahs out there, but... Um, for the record, Diplo's name is Thomas Wesley Pence Jr. Very not Diplo. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Um, but yeah, she just like casually was like, yeah, um, you know, was like hanging out with this guy and then it just like pauses and then she goes, Diplo. And everyone is just like, the fuck? <laughs> Diplo? <yeah. laughs> what? I should have known he does. He, yeah. He's like on her tracks. Yeah, I I mean, because they, he was around when she 
don't quote me on this. We're on paper planes? Yeah, it would have yeah. been, right? Kala, paper planes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they have that little clip of her... Um, Oh, singing it, and they're singing it together. And she was like, it should come up again, or the the chorus should come again. Um, but yeah, um, Diplo, like, curveball. And then she ended up marrying the Seagram's heir, like, Seagram's ginger ale? Is that who is? Is that what it is? I think so. Because that's what she said. And they called him an heir, and that was I knew like, he was an heir of something, but... I'm pretty sure... It, um let's look this we're up. all googling oh maybe not ginger ale maybe it's just a benjamin bronfman 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 it's like a oh it's an alcohol industry company why do i think ginger ale no see oh uh, no seagram's is okay seagram's gin dude mm, gosh dude number three <laughs> just kidding I really need to get that out of my vocabulary. That's okay. It's fine. You're a beer two in, too, so. <laughs> I'm only one beer in. I'm a couple margaritas in, though. Hey, it, hey Diplo, Seagram's, margaritas. Mm. We're just supporting the Bronfman family. We're just, family. you know. Mm. I don't know. I, I'm trying to think. There was just so much. So much stuff. What what did you make of expression? This idea of expression. She landed on music, but always wanted to do film. Do you see her? She kind of had some art in there, too, with the tiger. Tiger. Stencils. Stencils. Yeah. Um, and what was the, the female resistance group called? Tiger. Tiger Ooh, Lily? I don't remember. Not Tiger Lily. Tiger Mom. Tiger. Not Tiger Mom. <laughs> <laughs> that's, my, that's my mom. Um, um, I don't remember. But yes. But yeah, she, I mean, she's kind of expressed through so many different methods. Methods isn't a great word. Mediums? Mediums. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess if uh, music she's obviously really good at, but. I, it would be so cool for her to drop, like, a lemonade sort of situation. With her videos? Yeah. Yeah. What do I think? Like, a story. I don't know. That wasn't really a question, but, like, what would you want her next project to be? Oh, I guess. that is a good question. Because she can clearly do it all, so. <laughs> I know. She's even an amazing dancer. I know. <laughs> I was watching her in that Bad Girls video. And there's, like, one move where she's talking about the chain around her neck, and I just... God, she can move. Um, sorry, that's my little dance background. Yeah. Tamil Tigers. I... That's what it is. Well, now that you've said a lemonade, that's all I think about <laughs> is her just dropping a lemonade. I want to drop a lemonade. I would love to see her do a film, a documentary, something about somebody else. Mm. Like, how yeah. would she... Because it's so personal, right? Like, she's filmed herself, and she experienced these things, these things, and she knows how she wants to tell her own story, but, like, how would she tell other people's stories, too? Yeah. I'd love to see a documentary about her dad. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again. Wow. Yeah. You or think- about somebody that she's really pissed off at. How would she portray <laughs> that? Let's make a list. The NFL. <laughs> the, the woman from New York Times. Yes. Her dad. No, that was, was it New York Times? It was New York Times. Wasn't it New York Magazine? What was it? No, it was NY Times. Okay. Yeah. I'm like pretty sure. I was shocked too. That's why I know. That's why I was like, what? NYT? But. Yeah. I would like to see more. Films. Yeah. I mean, it's. Well, what did you think of the film? I didn't even ask you this. What did you think of just kind of the artistic element of it all? I don't. Hmm. I like don't know why, but I'm trying not to be critical. Be critical. You're allowed to be critical. Guys, 
Caroline is a film buff. But I don't actually know what I'm talking about. But that's okay. You've seen enough and you're allowed to have opinions. So go for it. Um, I think the flow, it kind of jumped. Mm, yeah. But that might be my type A brain where I wanted more structure. <laughs> like, what happened in 2002 after 2001? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. She would jump from being in Sri Lanka to now to there were some clips from 2016. Which yeah. I was like, that is... And not that they didn't provide any insight, but they didn't... I did, like, that, that scene where she's looking through her old discs. Mm-hmm was more of a segue, not a pivotal point. And so I'm like, what where what else was filmed in yeah. 2016 during this instance? Like why were you filming at that time? I don't know. I think there Well do you think there it was It didn't even need to be chronological. It could have yeah. been a little I just felt like things storylines picked up. She did a good job of tying everything together, but it was kind of sporadic. Do you think also she didn't direct it? Yeah, I noticed that too so, in the credits. She didn't I don't know. I one thing that I when you say that the question that I come up with is do you think there was a pivotal moment do you think it did follow like a natural story arc or is it kind of these consistent themes and elements that have been growing and growing and growing and now she's at a point where she's so frustrated about it that she's doing everything in her power to to, do, to say something. Anything. I do want to know why now. And maybe time, money. I don't know. That's a good question. And it's not like... Ne- I mean... The why now question, I feel like, could be answered by like thinking about all the other things that have been going on in her life. And now she's kind of at a point where she's reached stardom. She's gotten awards. She's been gone for a while. So when she comes back, it's like, oh shit, MIA is back. What does she have to say? And even when she was performing these things, like, for example, Paper Planes, I didn't know what it was about. Like, I didn't know. You kind of just, you, you, at least, and speaking on my own accord here, like, you, you extract the entertainment value and that's it. No. She's also not easy to understand. She a lot isn't. Of her music. Yeah. I, fa- I found it to be very disjointed too. Because I was just kind of confused. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, there's a lot happening. I, yeah, I would have liked to see more of where is her relationship with her dad now? And what is her relationship with her kid like? And mm. um, it was so adorable, guys. Very adorable. Oh my gosh. I totally remember her bring, being pregnant too, and that was a huge. For she some reason, totally in my mind, it was big that she was pregnant. Yeah. Well, she was, she lived a pretty. It was pretty private. Yeah, but it was more. It just didn't fit her persona. Yeah. To be a mom. Yeah. It probably doesn't fit her persona to be an activist, and that's why people are like, "Why are you?" Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Oh gosh. So many feelings. (laughs) I do feel like she often had, I don't know, a wall or a front Mm. or like there was, there was the one scene where she did read an, like a retold account of a Tamil woman who Mm -hmm. had been raped and tortured. And she was a refugee and she told her sister or her her sister. sister. Yeah. yeah, Someone related to her. Some relative. Yeah. And she, and... MIA read this at an event and during her reading I actually don't think she did like a amazing job of reading it like it was very broken up like she was she was just reading reading yeah. but she was that I feel like that was one of the only times in the film that I felt like it was her emotion like her genuine that might emotion. have been the only time she cried it was and I'm a big crier, so I love when people cry. Because I'm like, I'm not alone I mean, in the world. also that story she told was just heartbreaking. Oh, it was oh tough. my gosh. Yeah. Oh, um, the whole, I, it was, there were scenes in there that were horrific. Yeah. Can we talk about the guy that was falling asleep in front of us? I'm sorry. <laughs> they, there was this guy through, like, basically, like, halfway into the movie. 
Hopefully he never listens to this. If uh, he does, he's not going to even know we're talking about him because he doesn't know who we are. I was just, I was like, <laughs> don't yawn. Don't do it. Just keep it in. But he obviously didn't. And it's okay. It, it was just, there was, it was a lot. It was an entertaining, wildly entertaining. There were a lot of comedic parts, but at the same time, very exhausting for me. So draining. Yeah. Yeah. But um, 10 out of 10 would recommend. Yeah. Just from like a knowledge standpoint. Like, oh yeah. Even if you're not a fan of hers, it's a still, it's an interesting story yeah. of somebody rising to stardom. And also like how I, I don't necessarily know. I don't think this would have been planned, but how coincidental that it's coming out now when immigration issues are at the forefront, like women's rights are at the forefront. Like these are all discussions we're all having. Um, Race relations, just international relations, like all these things. It's like, it's a deeply political movie too. And so it's, um, it just seemed very timely. Yeah. Um, Dang, I'm exhausted just talking about it. (laughs) I'm tired. <laughs> oh, man. Should we watch some Caroline dance films circa 2007? Oh, Lord. Yes. <laughs> I would kill. Oh, well, thanks everyone for listening to our ranting about MIA. MIA, if you ever hear this, let us know. <laughs>